एंड वेलकम टू वॉइस फॉर लोकल और मैं हुमानिशा सिंह कटियाल माई गेस्ट टूडे समवन हु हैज ट्रूली पुट द साइंस ऑफ आयुर्वेदा ऑन द ग्लोबल मैप एंड इंडियन होम ग्रोन ब्रांड दैट इज टूडे अ फेवरेट नॉट जस्ट इन इंडिया बट ऑल्सो हैज अज इंटरनेशनल क्लाइंट वी आर इन कॉन्वर्सेशन विद विवेक साहनी द फाउंडर ऑफ काम आयुर्वेदा Hello Vivek thank you so much for choosing to be a part of Voices for Local it's a real privilege to have you on the show today thank you so much for having me i'm very excited to be here thank you you know i want you to take me back to the journey and reflect with me on some of the highs and some of the lows in this 20 year journey that you've had with this brand 20 years is a lot of highs and a lot of lows so <laughs> what i will say is that i sometimes can't believe that we actually here at this point because it started completely randomly you know it wasn't like we didn't think that we were going to start a brand and you know make an ayurvedic company and take it out and you know there was no thought process like that it started because i had worked on a branding project with the government where i had worked with kvic and re looked at uh, khadi village industries products you know we cleaned up with some packaging design then we worked in helping them clean it up and anyway this project finished and there's this brand called khadi khadi soap shampoos etc there are various variations of it now depending on the cooperative that is making it but that project finished i think in 2000 and we got a call somebody who was a friend of ours who'd come back from america and he's a banker he wanted to set up something here and he spoke to me and then i have a another dear friend from south india and you know start something in india an indian based beauty brand and you know we were like initially i was like final design it for you but i'm not really a business person and you know but anyway he said no we should do it together so that's how we started the thing was very clear that we would use indian products it had to be an indian brand okay but what should we do should it be you know we have a mountain of kitchen remedies in india you know homemade remedies okay and we were like you know should it be something like that because we already have a, a legacy of that in this country and there were already frankly a bunch of herbal brands not very many a couple okay and also i kind of knew that very soon we would have all this natural based stuff coming into the country you know india was already opening up at that point and it was a short period of time before we actually ended up getting you know those brands into india and like this thing of foreign brand must be good you know and like why should we compete against that and this collectively came from all of us and so this idea came to take something which is indian which is traditional and which has proven efficacy out to the world and we were trying to figure out what that would be and that's how rajshri one of my co-founders she's from coimbatore and she recommended we come there and start looking at ayurveda and that's how we started we actually went down to coimbatore it was you know two flights away there's no direct flight at that point in time To be honest, I mean, like we had a vague idea of what Ayurveda was, but you know, vague is the right word. That's how we started. So we basically went there, looked at all these Ayurvedic institutions, the products they made. Frankly, I thought they were quite foul-smelling, personally, and I was like, "Who's going to buy this?" But then, you know, we started using them, and I think that's, you know, they always say the proof of the pudding is in the eating. And you know, you start the hair oil, for example, you start using it, and there is a reduction in hair fall. Your hair feels better. and i felt i slept better and i found that there were some ingredients in it which actually cooled your scalp which makes you calmer so you sleep better and i thought that was quite extraordinary that i mean there's a wonderful side effect of a hair oil you know and that is how we started and talking about highs and lows 
you know, there's a day-to-day thing of life. There are good days and bad days. And it's how you choose to deal with that, with your good days and how you choose to choose. So, you know, some people can get very, very excited when things are going really well. And then when things go bad, you go into an equally low slump. I think the trick is to find a balance, to find a, a kind of even keel. And it, it takes a while to, to do that. And obviously, you know, when you start out, there was nothing. We didn't even have money to open a shop. We had eight products. But we were lucky. There were four of us. And we came from different parts of the country. And we literally, we made these products. We picked up the phone and all of us called our friends everywhere and said, can you put them into your stores? And we were lucky. So, for example, Good Earth, their friends. And we said, can we put us into your shops? And Anita and I have to say, has always been so kind and we still sell there. She's one of the first people who allowed us to put the products in there. And like that, you know, the Oberoi Beauty Parlor was another friend. And like that, across the country, Park Hotels, their stores. And that's how we actually started the distribution. And it took us 10 years just because we didn't have enough products. Also, at that point in time, none of us were really sure if this is going to work. So I ran a graphic design company and the other partners had their businesses. So this basically was like a side business which ran out of my office, out of my design office. And we were slowly, slowly spreading. So And we then got into hotels. We got into the park and the Uberoi hotels. That was one big break because once the products were in the rooms, we started getting calls because people who were using the products started liking the products. And then they started calling us and saying, you know, where can we buy them? And that's when we first made our shampoos and conditioners. So that is a big high. And that is a big one because that's where we got much wider recognition because people were using the stuff in their bathrooms as against just going into the few shops we were in. Once we opened our shop, the first shop in Khan Market, so that I think was the first major change in the brand, which is now exactly 10 years ago, 2012, September. And we borrowed money. It's a very expensive shop. We borrowed money from friends, family, everywhere else. We collectively collated it because I was like, how are we going to pay this rent? And who's going to pay for it every month? You know, the trees to calculate, I need to sell so much per day to be able to cover. I just wanted to cover the cost of the rent. I don't care about anything else. And have this name up there. It took us six months to find a shop on the front part of Khan Market. So I said, forget anything else. At least people driving past can see this Karma Ayurveda and it stays in their head. And there's a fair amount of traffic on that street. So it has become like a free billboard. So like a hoarding stroke shop. And I remember sitting in that shop because we actually built the shop ourselves. Huh? We found a local contractor. We owe the money, no? So I actually got one of my father's friends had a, as a hobby, used to do carpentry. So he made the cabinets. I got somebody else putting the whitewash on the walls myself, figuring wow. out how to build it. We designed the store ourselves. We worked with a couple of architects, but then we finally ended up, you know, closing the, the way it felt. Because, you know, the thing was, we've been selling shop in shop for so many years. But then what should Kama be like? What should it look like? What should the physical incarnation of this store look like? So one is I'm putting it into, you know, any other shop. Good earth. So they have their own shelves. My products are sitting on their shelf. But the minute you create my own store, then what is this universe that I'm creating? So you need to enter my universe. And what should that universe be? And I remember one of my co-founders and we worked together, literally killed ourselves fighting over what should this thing feel like and look like. And, you know, we wanted to feel slightly pharmaceutical, slightly old world. That is Indian. This shop is Khan Market. It is a refugee market. I mean, it was built basically for refugees who came into Delhi for them to have a shop downstairs and they could live upstairs. So some sort of, I guess, mildly 30s, 40s kind of feel. And also, I think Indian materials, we used wood, we used cane, we used stone, we used brass. 
And that I think was a really like a big turning point and a big high because we, you know, the store opened and I literally used to sit there every day. I hired the staff and I think we were a total of 20 employees. So basically I was a marketing manager, sales manager. That was very exciting because I would literally sit at that shop and see. At first I was super excited when somebody coming to buy something. And then what are they buying? And then why are they buying it? You know, like why are they buying it? And then go look at their journey and examine what they would pick up first. So then we would rearrange the shop, rearrange the merchandising. So, you know, I discovered people automatically turn left in India when you enter the shop. So I'm putting our best sellers there and we started moving, you know, the customer journey through the store, what they were asking for, which had the new product development. And then the store staff and the training, I think that came from the initial one. You know, I was trying to figure out like, I didn't want anybody to seem too eager because when you walk into a shop that they come and overwhelm you, you know, like with their question, like, now can I help you with this? Can I get this? Try this? Absolutely. So for me, two things, takeaways as a customer. Today, when I enter a karma store, there's a sense of calmness the moment you enter a karma store. Mm. The other thing for me is that your staff across different cities, they're not imposing, they're helpful. And yet they encourage you to try new products without being overbearing. And I think that is something inherent to karma. How do you do this and what training are you doing to the staff? Because it's truly an experience when you go to a karma store. It's a very fine line of being ignored and of being overwhelmed by a store staff. Okay? Yeah. So you can either walk in and you know, they thought, ma'am, try this. You know, like when you're walking through a duty-free or a big department store anyway, ma'am, try this, try this, try this. And you're like, oh my God, please no. You know? Yes. It's exhausting, you know, I can't bear it, you know. You would rather walk away from the store than buy yeah. anything. And then the other place where you walk into and the store staff are just ignoring you and you say, forget it, this, this guy thinks he's too snooty, I'm not buying from here, you know. So, you know, as soon as they come in, they greet you. So there's a feeling of recognition that, you know, welcome to Kama or Namaste or whatever it is. But then after that, there's a little pause that you can, you know, look around, experience it, smell, as you said, you know, feel a little bit, you know, we burn essential oils or we burn, depending on what, mall stores, we can't burn um, agarbattis. So depending on what the things are, there's always a scent, there's always music and to just settle in. And then the thing should be this conversation of, you know, how, what can I help you with any skin concerns or hair concerns or whatever it is. And to be very honest, I'm actually really happy because now we're at about, you know, 50 something stores. And about 70-something shop-in shops that we actually managed to continue this teaching and learning. I've also been very lucky because a lot of the people I hired first, and I literally, it's quite scary because I used to literally go shop to shop and find people I liked. And then I would ask them, you know, to come and work with me. You would um, actually go around poaching people. <laughs> well, I don't know about poaching, but I would definitely, well, listen, how am I going to find somebody otherwise? I had no HR department, nothing. So... How am I going to go? So I'm going to walk into a shop. And I didn't make a difference. It wasn't a beauty shop necessarily. It could have been any company. Yes. The guy was personable. The woman was personable. You know, well-spoken. So I would never poach. I would always say, whenever you're looking for a change, contact us. And, you know, we were lucky. And I would say the majority of the people that I hired in that first year, in that first store, are still with me. Created a journey for them. So they became, you know, trainers. They became area managers. They became cluster managers. So they had a journey going up. But I think it's commendable to be able to take the people with you in your journey of success. That's really important, no? Because I think yes. the company is built on its people. Yes, absolutely. Now, coming to 2020, the world changed. The pandemic happened. And suddenly from offline, where you said you would sit in the stores or your team would sit and take a customer history, ask concerns, suddenly the dynamics changed and you had to move online. Now, online, of course, I know the numbers, your sales have grown phenomenally. But having said that, there is no direct customer interaction. 
So at Karma and the back end, what kind of emphasis do you lay for that R&D research? Because there is no left side and right side, and this is not a store. You need to place your products effectively. So how did that change happen? And what were some of the things, the learnings that you or your team learned when going suddenly from offline to moving online? Well, you know, to start with, we had a website, but a very basic website. And we were like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So we actually then started the whole process of getting a proper tech team in place, hiring a good uh, good website manager, an e-commerce head basically for our site. Luckily, I had a very good e-commerce person already for my partners where it was with Nike and Amazon, etc. and Mintra and the rest of them. It took me seven, eight months to just put this in place. And while this was being put in place, I was like, you know, we can't have no sales at all. Okay, obviously, because what do we do? So we did have a very good bank of customers from each store, a customer list of you know existing customers. And what we did was we set up like a call center where I used my store staff and I made them in different areas. It was quite pain technologically because, you know, where do you answer this call from and where is it going to be shipped from because the store is shut. So it has to be shipped from a warehouse in Delhi or a warehouse in Bombay, you know. And if you're ordering from Bangalore, who's actually answering, then figure out a central call center, which was manned by different store staff at different times and they were able to actually call the customers and you know say ma'am sir whatever we've got you know your products running out and that really helped this home delivery version that was quite quite amazing and it was you know you can order it directly you know you send a payment link on whatsapp and just pay on whatsapp so that like became much easier for a customer so this is while the website is all being revamped this is happening we use social media to promote this we used our own banners on the site to promote it and we also started something called an online beauty consult, where I use my trainers who are sitting at home doing nothing. I basically created online beauty consults with the trainer or with the doctor. So you could, for free, so you could literally pick up the phone, call and get a beauty consultation done. And that really helped because, you know, people were bored, especially in the first round, they had nothing to do. Absolutely. And people were wondering what to do. Not just that, people were also having a lot of other issues. It was not just COVID. You know, psychologically, it was a nightmare. Psychologically, it was a nightmare mentally. But more than that, just, you know, suddenly there was a surge of saying, Ghar ka face pack strike karo. People were going the local route of, you know, exploring Ayurveda as an option. The whole thing of immunity. And actually what ended up happening was we found that, especially the initial ones, one person would call for the interview and then we'd have the whole family joining in. And we actually had ended up generating a huge number of sales. So it's actually a very, very interesting time. So we actually managed to save ourselves and utilize our people quite well during this time. So everybody is not just sitting idle and feeling like they're like, you know, rejected because even the trainers, the source staff had something to do. But, you know, one of the things that I've noticed about your brand mm. is that while you have my data, you have my mobile number and you have my email ID, unlike most brands, Karma does not bombard you again or with emails and mailers and SMSs and offers and they're not bombarding you. So is that again a conscious decision keeping your on-ground learnings? Well, to start with, it was just because we didn't have the technology for it. <laughs> but but now, again, I think you have to apply it to yourself personally, you know. Like I hate being bombarded. I want to know if there's a sale. I want to know if there's a new product. I want to know, you know, on a regular basis, I want to know what's going on. Yeah, but I don't want to be bombarded every day with every new product launch. Yeah, so that's what the marketing brief, the marketing team, which I've got a very good marketing team. And that's their brief that they basically figure out and they segregate and they work with different agencies and different softwares to make sure that you're not being overwhelmed. Because it's, it's human nature. You say, no, after I just want to keep deleting, deleting, deleting. And you say, what the hell is going on here? 
or you want to block them or you want to say unsubscribe. So I think that is a very clear thing. So I'm actually very happy to hear that you're not being bombarded. So that's No, cool. I'm actually very happy that I'm not bombarded. Now, having said that, you know, during the pandemic, and I'm one of those people, I'm a mother of twins. And, you know, every woman who goes through her pregnancy, I had a lot of hair fall issue. Then COVID happened and, you know, I was at home and I landed up trying your amazing hair oil. Mm. And I must tell you, as a customer, I was very, very amazed with the benefits because one has tried a number of hair oils. And like you previously said, it does reduce hair fall. You feel calmer. You do all of that. I even like the idea of your new minis that you've introduced, which is great to travel with. And it's very, very, you know, I think fabulous innovation. What kind of effort and research goes into creating these products, be it hair oils or face creams, anything? I want to know what kind of R&D and research goes into that, because I'm sure it goes through many, many versions before it finally comes in the front. So it normally would take us anywhere between two to three years to develop a product because we would work with the Ayurvedic doctors, take an Ayurvedic product, and all the base products which we use are usually Ayurvedic. In Ayurveda, there's no, it's not a general beauty product. They're usually medicines for a particular issue. And we would then work with the doctors, figure out how can we take this product and then adjust it, rework it, you know, modify it, also for ease of use and for its effectiveness, and then do trials around it. So it takes a while. There's a large amount of R&D time, testing and then you know clearances certifications etc etc so the thing is this like when you're developing a, a normal cream okay you can basically develop a normal cream in three days or five days okay but the minute you're working with an ayurvedic active and trying to make an ayurvedic product then you're actually looking at the classical formulation you have to see what that formulation did what it was used for traditionally and then how can you adjust it for modern day use so there's all of that and then also there's a whole issue of the amount of active that you use, the shelf life for it, because very high actives will reduce your shelf life. So, you know, our creams, etc. are two years and not three years. The oils are three years because the oils stay themselves. So there's all of that stuff, you know, you have to go through all of that before you actually just bring it out. And it's, it's a long and time consuming process. And actually, that's the process I'm actually very involved in personally myself, because I'm very keen on product development and the kind of products that we make. Absolutely, because your product speaks for itself, Vivek. So for me, I discovered the product, I tried it, and I absolutely fell in love with it. I want to know what's the next big thing that you're looking forward to at Kama, something that you're excited about. I think the next big one is, I think I'll be excited about, is to hopefully take this out of India, which is my original thing, was to take something Indian, traditional, authentic, time-tested out to the world. That's how we started Kamas. The idea was not even thinking about India. We actually wanted to take it out to the world. And well, 20 years later, I hope we are now able to take it out to the world. Obviously, you know, I started looking at this process two years ago. But with the pandemic, all of this got slowed down. So hopefully by next year. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to travel because already there's so much of international clientele that, you know. Yeah. So that's what my next thing is going to be out. And then for that to that end, obviously, we're working, you know, in the back end, R&D, certifications, all of those things to make sure that we're able to see an authentic, traditional identity brand sitting on, and like you said, shelves abroad. <laughs> I think it'll be absolutely a delight. When you travel at duty free and you see it, then it's, you know, it's a nice recall, you know. Yes. And it's a moment of pride, I think, for everybody traveling abroad to see an Indian product on the shelves. I want to ask you that you mentioned to me that, you know, you have that balance in your life 
where every day could be good or bad, but you have a sense of balance. So I don't have a sense of balance. I try to. I aspire to. <laughs> so is there... I mean, otherwise, I mean, we're all human beings and fragile in the way we are. I wish I had a thing. But, you know, I think uh, doing some kind of work on yourself, doing some kind of practices on yourself on a daily basis. It's called a practice because you have to practice it every day. Yes. But doing something every day for yourself, which is only about yourself. And it could be anything, you know, where you're only with yourself for a certain time of day. That brings about some kind of sense of equanimity. It doesn't matter what that me time is. For some people, they go the spiritual route of meditation. Some people want to go for a walk or workout. Like for me personally, if you ask me what's my me time, I actually love sitting and getting pampered in a salon. It's just the time when I'm with myself, with my thoughts. When your phone is off, you're not dealing with anything else. And I think once you actually manage to do this every day. Wow, go to the salon every day, Vivek. That will be like a bit much. <laughs> you have to find another version of it. But something every day, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. This is something. What is 15 minutes a day? But 15 minutes a day for yourself, just when you're with yourself, some kind of dhyan, breathing, pranayam, anything. Yeah? It's whatever you feel like doing. I think that really, over a period of time, does bring some kind of, you start getting a bit of a sense of balance. So, you know, Vivek, I think your journey, and when I hear you talk, has been like any other aspiring startup entrepreneur in India. You know, you spoke about thinking about how will you set up shop. You spoke about saying there was no money to have a big team. I want you to tell me and give one piece of advice to any startup person listening to this interview, any aspiring entrepreneur, if that one piece of advice and one learning would be from you, what would that be? I think you have to believe in what you do. So if you are there to make a quick buck, which is fine, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's a belief that, that you need to make a quick buck, but then have a solid plan for that quick buck. It's not just like fly by night. You, know, you have to think of it from now to later. Personally, in my case, I didn't start out thinking of making a big company. Uh, I didn't start out thinking that, oh, I'm going to become a millionaire on selling karma products or anything like that. I think the genesis was taking this Indian idea out to the world. And also, I think the subtext was also the propagation of Ayurveda, the general propagation of Ayurveda, which, as I said, I'd never heard of. And until I started using it and started experiencing it and discovering how effective it was, it's quite amazing. So I think this believing in what you do actually truly believing in what you do is really important. So on that note, you know, Vivek, I would like to wish you all the very best because it is going to be a big moment of pride for every Indian to see Kama on the stands internationally. And I wish Kama nothing but the best because you guys have really, really, the 20-year journey has been so fascinating and personally very inspiring for me. And, you know, thank you because frankly, it's people like you around this country that have made it possible who are able to buy into this dream of India, of Ayurveda and to make this possible because without that there's no possibility, you know. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for choosing to be a part of the show Vivek and wishing you all the best. To all my listeners, write in to me with your suggestions, names of brands that you would like to see get featured and connect with me on my Instagram at Monisha Singhatyal and please do follow at Voices for Local on Instagram to know more about your favorite local brands. Until next time, do check out Kama Ayurveda online and offline and pamper yourself. Happy shopping! Happy shopping!